Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. In the Soul of Worship online Bible study community, we are currently deep diving into the book of Psalms and unlocking the power with prayer and praise. To make these studies more readily available, I will also be loading the audio from our weekly lunchtime live recaps to the Soul of Worship podcast. If you'd like to join our Monday night Zoom discussions or get the PDF downloads, you can register at www.soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study, or you can create a login to the workshop, our online learning portal at soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Thank you for being here, and I pray that God speaks to you throughout today's class. God bless everyone this afternoon. Sarah Marie here, Soul of Worship Ministry. We are about to get started with our uh, lunchtime live, our weekly recap of this week's Bible study. For those that have been following along, we are in the Psalms. We are digging deep into these scriptures to find keys to unlock the power of God in our lives through prayer and through praise. And so God bless you, those who are joining in today. Um, if you can hear me, see me, let me know in the chat. Tell me that you're connected. Um, uh, say hello. Tell me where you're joining from. Um, and we are about to jump right in. I know I'm a few minutes late. Um, that is just the way life tends to be for me lately, but we are here and that is all that matters, right? And so we're going to pray and we are then going to hop into this week's theme. Amen. All right. I see my mama is over on Instagram, connected from the car, says my mom. Uh, hello from my mother-in-law. See, says uh, Pastor Selena here in the chat. She said we can hear you. So praise the living God. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. Then we're going to jump in. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love and your mercy that is new every morning. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to be able to study your word today. Lord, I pray that you would take complete control of this entire Bible study. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over this entire live stream, over every connection and over just this entire time, Father God and Lord, we pray for you to have your way. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would use me, that you would speak through me, Father God, and that you would deliver the message exactly as you would like it to be delivered today, Father God. Lord, I submit to you. I submit to the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would guide us in our conversation, that you would convict us where necessary, that you would speak to us, comfort us, admonish us, everything that's necessary in order for us to continue to grow in our spiritual walks, God. And so, Lord, I just, again, give you all glory and all honor and all praise. Um, and we submit this time to you, Lord. Have your way today. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, again, we are in the Psalms. We are unlocking the power with prayer and praise. Outline of our discussion today, we're going to do a quick recap of where we left off last time. It's been two weeks since we've met, since we had some time off for Christmas um, and New Year's, but we are back at it this week. So we are technically in week seven of this uh, discussion. So after I give a quick recap of where we left off last time, this week's theme is keys to taming the tongue. All right. Um, I know it can be a little bit of a, of a hot topic, but I think we're going to get some wonderful keys from from David, our sweet psalmist, who is going to give us some great keys to uh, being able to control our mouths and what he did in order to do that. Uh, then afterwards, we're going to talk about some key takeaways and then wrap up with some next steps and announcements. And then, of course, prayer requests at the end. So if you cannot stay for the whole time, I pray that you can. But if you can't stay for the whole time and have a prayer request, please, please put it into the chat um, so that we can unite in prayer with you and come in agreement for God to move miraculously and mightily in your life. 
All right, so for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about faith. We've been talking about the discipline of waiting. And so our last class, we talked about how David encouraged himself and others to wait on the Lord. We dug deep into Psalm 27, which ends with a beautiful uh, statement, just wait, wait on the Lord, right? I believe that I... I would have lost heart had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So wait on the Lord. Again, I say wait. And so we talked about what it means to wait, even the deeper meaning of the word wait um, uh, in the Hebrew word kava. And so we talked about how we are to trust, to rely on, and to wait patiently for God to accomplish his will in our lives. And as we wait, we know that he will release his goodness. He will release his blessings to those who seek him. And so in the middle of our processes, in the middle of the process, we can trust that God is stretching us in order to equip us for the next step. So God is preparing us for the next season in our lives. And so waiting seasons are not, um, they're not wasted seasons at all whatsoever. We are being bind, bound into his strength. We are binding. He's binding us into his strength and not in our own. And so we saw that in Psalm 27, David, is he's in the middle of a battle. And what does he do in the middle of the battle? He just runs to the presence of the Lord. He says, one thing I seek. And you, Lord, you told me to seek your face. So your face I will seek. And so his one desire is just to behold the beauty of the Lord. And we talked about how in our lives we need to behold God even in the middle of our trials and our battles and our tribulations instead of beholding the problem instead of focusing so much on the problem that we turn our attention and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and so this is how we wait well we continue to worship we continue to pray and we continue to meditate on his word so again that was just a recap of where we were Today is going to be a little bit different, definitely a different topic. But again, these are still things that David spoke and released truth and released wisdom through his songs, through his worship onto the Lord. And so because they're written, it's in the word of God. They are instructions for us as well. So we're going to jump right in now to keys to taming the tongue. And so if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to grab it. If you have our journal printout, please have it ready or any piece of paper and pen and paper, um, pen and pencil, whatever you need, highlighters. We want to make sure if, you, if you're able to actively participate in this time, you're going to get the most out of this study. But if you're multitasking and you have to, I understand. Please stay connected and listen in. So of all of our being, right, our mouths are the most difficult, <laughs> difficult things to control, right? If we are not careful, our words can quickly lead us into trouble. You know, sometimes we can speak too quickly. Sometimes we can speak too harshly. Sometimes we can speak without thinking. Sometimes we can speak out of anger or even pride. And I know that we are all guilty of this, right? We are all guilty of this. And so because of that, we can all grow in this area of our lives. So taming the tongue, it requires discipline. It requires diligence. It requires you to acknowledge what's going on, know that you need to fix it. And then most of all, it does require the power of the Holy Spirit. And not only does it require the power of the Holy Spirit, but it's also important for us to then listen to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is nudging us either to stay quiet or, hey, you could have said that better. Or, hmm, why don't you go apologize? You know, all those things that the Holy Spirit will lead us to do, we actually need to follow those instructions, right? And so there is a ton in in the Bible about controlling our tongue. A lot of uh, a lot of it written in Ephesians, Galatians, James, right? So many New Testament teachings talking about how that is, you know, self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Um, in fact, I even did an entire study a couple years ago on the power of the tongue, right? Though our our tongues, we have there's power, the power of life and death is in our tongue. And so we have to choose our words wisely. Uh, and so again, there's a ton of it in, in the scriptures on this topic but we're going to focus today on several of David's psalms where we can find keys for how to practice self-control with our words 
and pursue holiness in the way that we talk, in the way that we live, and in the way that we think. This is about raising ourselves to a higher standard, okay? Yes, God is graceful. Yes, God is merciful. But God wants us to pursue holiness. He wants us to be set apart and he wants us to be careful with what we speak. You know, a lot the, one of the big themes of the Soul of Worship ministry is make us sound. Yes, God wants us to make a sound. He wants us to be verbal and vocal about good things though, right? He doesn't want us to be making noise. He doesn't want us making disturbances. He doesn't want us using our tongue to speak death or curses over someone. He wants us to use our sound for positive impact, to, 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 um, to change atmospheres for the better, to release his kingdom, right? To release truth, love, hope, patience, deliverance, right? All the things that God represents. So there's definitely there a key difference. Amen. So let's go ahead and jump in. So a couple of weeks ago, we were actually in Psalms 12, uh, but we read a couple of different verses. And so we're going to revisit Psalm 12. And so if you're able to turn your Bible to there right now, um, that would be great. We're going to read the first four verses. So in Psalm 12, verses one through four, this is David. Again, Psalm of David. He says, help, Lord, help. Help, Lord, for the godly man seizes, for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They, so who are these godly people or godless people? They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things who have said with our tongue we will prevail our lips are our own who is lord over us so what is david saying here right what is he saying here in this cry for help to the lord we see that david I mean, we know David was a warrior, a fierce soldier. We've talked about this before, but we see here that he also had to deal with the battles of gossip, the battles of backbiting and of idle and deceptive talkers. I mean, everywhere he's crying out, going everywhere I look, all these people are fake. They're fake. They're just flattering. They say one thing to my face, but they're doing something differently behind me. And he knew what it was like to feel all alone in this kind of battle. He goes, everywhere I look, I don't see any godly men. Help, Lord. Help me. Like nowhere, nowhere that I look am I seeing someone full of integrity that I can trust. And so it seemed like no one would speak up for him or defend him. And so instead of David doing that same stuff back to him instead of, you know, going with the climate or being like, well, they did it to me. I'll do it to them. No, he took his case to the Lord. He says, help Lord, help me because this is what I'm surrounded by. And because I'm being surrounded by this type of behavior, we can see that this behavior is not godly, right? He, from this song, we can see that words of flattery, which are just untrue words, right? We're, we're, we're saying one thing, but we mean another, uh, pride where we think we don't need to have a Lord over our mouth. We can say whatever we want or gossip and those that come from double hearts. Again, portraying one thing on a Sunday and being someone totally different on a Monday, right? If, if that's the type of person that we are, then we're not living up to the standard of being a godly, righteous people. Those are not the type of words that should come from a person who serves the Lord. And in fact, David asked for God to cut off these types of destructive tongues. And so we can see here that this first key that we can uncover in this in these verses is that we need to keep our tongue from false flattery. We need to keep our tongue from prideful words. We know that God's word is morally pure. That was the last time we were in in Psalm chapter 12, where it says the words of the Lord are pure words, um, like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. So that's the difference, right? We have pure words that are holy, that are always true, that are perfect in comparison to the words of men that can be full of just flattery and pride and arrogance. And so that's the difference here. Which way are we to represent? We got to represent the words of God, the purity of God. Those are the words that should flow from our mouths. Okay. So number one, that's what we have to, we can control what we say. 
We don't have control over what other people say to us, but we have control over what we say. And so number one, we got to be sure that we're keeping ourselves away from that. But even when we are the victim of such words, we can't fight fire with fire, right? Instead, do what David did. He took his case to the Lord. He asked for God to intervene and to cut off the lips of those who were trying to destroy him with his, with their words. And so that's what we can do as well. We cannot get we can't meet people at their level, right? We can't come down to their level. We need to rise above. And so David gives us that example that we can ask for God for help in this area. And so, and, and, and something else that uh, we talked about on Monday night in our discussion was that even another way that you can look at these verses is that what if you're in a group of friends or in a group of people and all of a sudden you're seeing that all they're doing is all they're speaking are words that don't align with what a godly person should speak, then that means you can't all of a sudden be like, well, I'm just going to go with the flow. I don't want to be, you know, high and mighty or, you know, pretending that I'm holier than thou, right? And all of a sudden you start being influenced by the way they're speaking and the way that they're, you know, um, maybe joking or being scornful or whatever the case may be. You have to say, I'm not going to be influenced by this type of environment that truly is not a godly environment. I am going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to go to the Lord to help me get around people who are like-minded people. Amen. So that was our first key. Keep your tongue from false flattery and pride. Now, I want to read two more uh, verses from two different Psalms, but they work really well together. So I want to look at them at the same time. So Psalm 17, verse 3, and then Psalm 39, 1. Okay, I'll read them both. And if you're following along on Facebook, I have them both up on the screen. So Psalm 17, 3 says, Again, both Psalms of David. You have tested my heart. You have visited me in the night. You have tried me and have found nothing. I have purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. I have purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. And then Psalm 39, 1 says, again, David speaking, I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. Okay, so let's talk about these two things here and how they go to so well together, these words from David. So first of all, he says, I have purpose not to transgress with my mouth, right? David was careful to not speak in a sinful way. When he said, I have purposed, it shows that it was a deliberate decision to speak only that which was right and only that which honored God. Okay, and this wasn't necessarily easy, right? David's coming to God here and talking about it. And David's even admitting that it felt like he needed a muzzle at times. He's like, I want to say so much to these wicked people, but I'm just going to hold myself back. Remember, these are psalms, that these psalms are prayers. They are songs to God. This is worship. So David is admitting in his intimacy with the Lord, in his worship, that he needs God's help. And he needs God's help to choose words of honor and not to curse or to sin against the many wicked people coming against him. He's pretty much saying, Lord, I don't want to speak foolishly. I don't want to speak sinfully when I'm in a room full of wicked people, even though I may want to defend myself, even though I may want to defend you, God, I am not going to stoop to their level. In fact, I have purposed. I have made a decision that I am not going to speak wrong with my mouth. I am going to guard my ways or because if I don't guard my ways, I'm going to sin, right? And he did not want to dishonor God. He did not want to speak in a way that would be sinful. And so he's in both scenarios. He's he and I'll bring these songs back up on the screen here. He goes, I said, I have purpose. I will guard. I will restrain. These are not, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to speak better. I'm going to try to restrain my mouth. I'm going to try not to sin. No, he didn't just say try. He says, I will. I will guard my, my mouth. I will restrain. 
like like a muzzle. I'll put a muzzle on myself if I have to before I sin before the Lord, right? And so that is the kind of um, decision that we have to make. We have to be deliberate in our words. And so our second key here is that God has given you a spirit of self-control. So you are able to make the decision here and now that the words that you speak this year, 2023 and beyond will only be words that are right, that are true, and that bring honor to God. We can control our words. You can, and if this is something that you struggle with, then you come to the Lord and say, help me, Lord. Help me. Help me, God. Help me, Holy Spirit. And then, like I said at the beginning, then you follow the Holy Spirit's instructions when the Holy Spirit says, remember that muzzle? Time to put it on. (laughs) Time to be quiet. I've experienced it. There's times where I've listened and there's times where I haven't. I'll be 100% honest. Half the time, it's usually in my own home, right? Where you you think, okay, you know what? This argument is coming up between me and my husband or me and my child. And I, you feel like the Holy Spirit is like, just, just let it go. Just let it go. Forget about it. And then the next thing you know, you, you even pause for a second to hear that feeling that you should let something go. And then the ne- before you know it, you're going, well, let me tell you again or one more thing, you know. And then all of a sudden you, you start fighting again when in reality the Holy Spirit was trying to help you bring peace. Was trying to stop you and you didn't listen. And then that's, trust me, when the Holy Spirit wants you to stop and you don't. It's only going to make things worse. So listen to the Lord. Listen to the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and to help us to control our tempers, to control our minds, our thoughts, our words, all of it, all of it. Joanne says, yes, that's me. <laughs> you know what? Ha- the, the first step is confessing, confessing that this is something that we struggle with. And the next step is repentance. And then we say, Lord, we don't want to be like that anymore. And let's talk like David said, I have purpose in my mouth to not sin. I have, I will guard my heart and I will guard my mouth and I will guard my ways because I don't want to sin against the Lord. All right, couple more verses because again, David talked about it a lot, <laughs> more than you think. And these, and this is just looking at the first 41 <laughs> um, chapters in Psalm because we're focusing just on themes in the first book of Psalms, because it is broken down into five. So let's look at Psalm 18.6 and then Psalm 4.4. Again, I'm going to have them both up on the screen at the same time. So Psalm 18.6 says, in my distress, in my distress, that's the key word here. When I'm feeling distressed, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him even to his ears. Then Psalm 4.4 says, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Selah. Reflect on that. Right? Be angry and do not sin. So it's important that when we are at the height of our emotions, that we go to God first. Even with all the ungodliness around him, David had the reason to be angry. He had every right to be angry, but he had no reason to sin. I'm going to say that again. You might have, you might be rightfully angry. You might be righteously angry. You may have every right to be angry, but you have no right to sin. Okay? As a child of God, you can rise up to a higher standard. And so David reminded himself to not sin in his anger, but to find peace. How? 
by meditating before the Lord. Because David knew that when he prayed to God, when he was in distress, right, he had history of saying, yep, every time I'm in distress, if I just cry out to God, God hears me. So instead of me going and crying out to my neighbor, instead of calling a whole assembly and telling everybody about how that person has sinned against me, I am just going to cry out to God because I know that God is going to help me in this scenario, right? And he knew that God would help David through this anger that he was feeling. And so by choosing to sit still in God's presence, and then instead of stewing in that anger, he's filling his heart and he's filling his mind with God's word. David knew that by going to the presence of God, that it would keep himself, that he would keep himself from sinning. And that is the key. When we are worried, when we are concerned, when we are deeply distressed, when we are even hurt or feeling betrayed by those closest to us, we have to remember that we got to run to God first, that God hears us when we cry out to him, right? The, the emotion that you're feeling, and I've said this before, the emotion in and of itself is not sinful, it is what we do with it. And, and we have to recognize that the enemy is going to take advantage of your vulnerability in those moments. And the enemy might tell you, you know what? You have every right to go out there and slash that person's tires. You have every right to go and punch a hole in the wall. You have every right to go and, and whatever. The enemy is going to try to tell you that. But you have to remember what God tells us. And that, yes, you might be angry, but you have no reason to sin. Be angry, but don't, but don't sin. Come sit in my presence, says the Lord. Come and talk to me about the situation. Come to me for how you want to handle this. Because I guarantee you that if you go to the presence of the Lord, he is going to keep you on the righteous track and show you what to do. And, you know, another thing that we talked about on Monday night with, with those who join us for the Zoom discussion is that it's important. There's two steps to pausing, right? Especially when some you are offended or you are betrayed or, you know, in that moment, in the heat of that moment. Step one is to take a step back, right? But the key is to still get to the presence of God. Sometimes we might quiet down. We might hang up the phone. We might go home. But instead, we're pacing the house and we're angry or we're, we're throwing things or we're, you know, um, going into a, you know, a, a bag of potato chips or we are seeking comfort in a million different areas or we're calling a friend to complain about what just happened. But we never actually get into the presence of God. And so what's important here is that not only do we pause, separate ourselves from the situation, but that we actually get into God's presence so that he can then comfort us and meet us and, and tell us it's going to be okay and tell us what to do. And again, just take our mind off of it because now you're beholding the beauty of his presence, right? And so our third key here for taming the tongue is that when you are troubled, when you are distressed, talk to God first. Before anybody else, before you call your best friend, before you call your mama, before you call anybody else, talk to God about it first. Half the time, you won't even need to call anybody else. You know, yes, is there a time where you do need advice? Absolutely. And God may even lead you to someone to call, the right person to call, because they're telling, there's people in our lives, there's the wrong person to call and there's the right person to call. The wrong person is the one who's going to tell you to leave the husband, who's going to tell you to whatever, you don't need them. Oh, you want to get revenge, whatever, right? The scenario may be, but the righteous person that he tell, that God tells you to call is going to be the one who's going to say, I've been there. This is the, my best advice. Let's pray. Let's fast. Let's, you know, what does the Bible say about this, right? That's the type of person you need to call when the time comes and when God gives you the, the freedom to go and do that. So talk to God first. Do not speak to others out of anger. Take the time to think. Take the time to sit with the Lord. Take the time to lie down. David said, I'm going to meditate on my bed. I am going to rest in the Lord, right? I'm, I'm angry, but I'm not going to sin. I'm going to go and take a nap and I am going to go and allow the Lord to calm me down. I'm going to rest in him. I'm going to be still and I'm going to righteously reflect on the situation. Trust me, 
You take a nap or you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning feeling refreshed and you might even have a dream on what you should do. The Lord may come to you fresh in the morning after you have calmed down. You can't, God can't speak to you clearly while you still are in a heightened emotional state. The same way that you cannot control a child who's having a tantrum and you can't even reason with them until you've got them to calm down. They can't hear you. And so when we're also in that tantrum state as adults, because let's be honest, we've all been there. God needs us to simmer down in his presence so that way he can then speak. And that's why worship is such an important part of entering his presence. Because when we worship, we allow the Lord to come and renew us and refresh us and, and calm us down. So that way we can, it, that worship prepares the atmosphere for God to then speak. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. One more set of verses I want to share with you. Psalm 34, 11 to 17. And so again, Psalm of David. And he says, come, come, you children. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out. And the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Amen. So what is David saying here? David's actually saying, come, listen, I'm going to teach you a few things, right? He goes, David is clearly saying, let me teach you some things about what you got to do to see God's blessings on your life. How to live in the fear of the Lord. You, you're someone who wants to, uh, you desire life. And to live a long one? And you want to see good in the land of the living? I can tell you what to do. This is what you have to do. These are practical, basic things that you got to do. You got to keep your tongue from evil. You got to keep your tongue from saying words out of anger, out of rage, out of jealousy, right? You got to keep your tongue from evil. And you also got to keep your, leap, your lips from speaking deceit, lies, are not from God. We sometimes say, little, oh, those are little white lies. It doesn't matter. White, black, red, yellow. Lies are lies and God does not want us speaking them. He is not. The only one, it's the enemy who's the father of lies, right? So we have to speak truth. God is truth. He, cannot, he never speaks a lie. And so we cannot either. Then number three, depart from evil and do good. You got to seek the peace and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it means you got to do everything in your body, everything in your power to make sure that you are at peace with everyone in your life. Jesus even said, right, that the peace, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called what children of God. And so if you want to be a child of God or you identify yourself as a child of God, then you've got to seek peace. You've got to be a peacemaker. And so David was teaching here in this psalm that we are to guard carefully what we say because there are blessings associated with godly speech. You want to live in the fear of the Lord and you got to depart from the things that the world does. You got to stop doing evil things. You got to depart yourself from evil and start doing good things. You cannot use your mouth for malice. You cannot use your mouth to speak lies and to do evil things and to cause, you know, division and, and problems and gossip. No, there are curses for disobedience. In the same way that there's blessings for obedience, there are curses for disobedience, right? He continues to say in this passage, he goes, because the God hears the righteous, because God sees the righteous, because God delivers the righteous. So if you want God to see you and hear you and deliver you, 
then you've got to live in the fear of the Lord. And living in the fear of the Lord means that you rise your speech to his standard, that you depart from evil and you start doing good, right? And so could it be that we're blocking blessings in our life because we're choosing to not use our words for good because we're not rising to the standard that God has for us? Is this an area that we can Submit to God, resist the devil, and then watch him flee from us, right? We need to take inventory of how we speak and bringing that to the Lord and saying, God, I need help with this because I want to align with what you see as the right, how a righteous person lives out their life. What are the fruit of the spirit, right? I want to represent you. I don't want to live the works of it and, and, and work out these works of the flesh, right? We know that in Galatians. And part of that is how we react to things. Our reactions are are, are critical. Um, you know, even Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if our mouths are speaking things that nowhere you would say that's a godly person saying that, then there's some work to do in here. Okay. And so let's say God work in my heart. So that way what I speak flows from a heart that is pure and clean and is the heart after your heart. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I know we can all all of us work on this in our lives. So key number four that I want to focus on today is make sure that the words you release and the actions you take are pleasing to God so that the power of God's goodness and his blessings can be released over your life. Don't be your own blockage, right? Don't be the one who's holding God back because he's going, you know, I... Salt water and fresh water can't come out of the same mouth. We need to be making sure that we are speaking the way that God wants us to speak and representing him well. The last verse that I want to leave you with from, again, the Psalms, the Psalms of David, Psalm 1914. I know this is a favorite from many. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. That means that it's what comes out of our mouth, but also what we ponder on, what we think, that our thoughts would also be in alignment with what God sees as pleasing, as, as acceptable in his sight. And I like that as David is praying this prayer to the Lord that he refers to the Lord as his strength and then his redeemer, right? He's saying, Lord, because of you, because you're my strength, I can do this. Because you're my strength, I know that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart can be acceptable in your sight because you give me the strength to do this. And then also my redeemer, God, I know I've not been perfect. I know there are times where I've slipped up. There are times where I have said something that I shouldn't have said, where I was hurtful when I shouldn't have been hurtful, when I spoke when you told me to be silent. But thankfully, you're my redeemer. You're my redeemer who has saved me and healed me and forgiven me. And so you see both of those in this prayer to the Lord. Um, and I think that's how we have to look at it to say, God, I know that you have given me the strength to be able to speak the way you want me to speak and to think the way you want me to speak. And even the times that I mess up, that God, thank you, Jesus, for the blood that you shed on the cross, that it wipes away my sins and makes me a new person and help me to remember to go and sin no more, right? To be truly repentive in, um, in these actions and not do them again. Amen? All right. Practical application. I kind of gave you practical application the whole way, um, but let's reiterate what we have learned from these passages today. So you tell me, tell me in the chat, what are you taking away from today? What is, you know, that one thing that you're like, you know what? 
God spoke to me there. Mm, Holy Spirit gave me a little conviction on that one. Um, and let me know in the chat and so that we can share what we're learning or what the Lord's reminding you of, right? It's not even just learning it. Some of us are learning it for the first time. Some of us are heard this a thousand times, but it's just a reminder that, hey, it's still something that we can be working on and growing in and pursuing holiness in. Amen. God is holy, therefore we shall be holy. Amen. So while you are thinking about what you're typing or typing it out, I will share a couple of recap keys that we talked about. So number one, take inventory of your speech. The next time you sit with the Lord, pray, reading the word, ask God, Lord, are my words pleasing to you? Are my words acceptable in your sight? Are the meditations of my heart? Like, I may not have said it, but I thought a lot of horrible things, right? Like, let us be sure that we are actually asking God to take inventory. Like, Lord, and where, where, where can I clean things up for you so that I can be pleasing to you? Because I don't want anything to hold me back. Hold back my prayers, hold back my experience of God, hold back blessings over my life. And so God, truly, I'm seek me, right? Search me, search me and find any wickedness within me, right? Um, amen. In the chat, amen. Practice the pause, give it to God. Yes, I'm reminded again, take all distresses to God first. Yes, amen. Uh, Clarissa says, so good, some conviction there. Thank you for the reminder. Yes, amen, amen. Glory to God. Ask God, right? Know that it's not just a scenario like, man, yeah, I got to work on that. And then you don't do anything about it, right? We got to ask God to help us. Ask God to help you to keep your tongue from false flattery or from saying prideful words, right? Ask God to help you from speaking poorly when you get angry, right? Ask God to help you to not run to a billion people and spread a whole bunch of gossip when you're being hurt. Um, and then instead that you go to him first, right? Ask him to help you. Ask him to redirect you in the right direction. Yes, pray to take nothing personally. Surrender hurt to God. That way we do not react. Amen. Yes, that's good too. That's good. Make the decision, right? It's a, David said multiple times, I will do this. I purposed that I'm going to behave this way. So we got to make the decision to choose our words wisely. Amen. Yes. In the same way, we ask, ask God to guard our hearts, minds, and words in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. So make that decision today that this is something you work on this year. I know we all like our resolutions of losing weight, maybe even reading our Bible more, or, you know, whatever, all the typical things <laughs> that we do in January. But could this be one of those that you focus on? Lord, I want to clean up my act. I want to clean up my words. I want to clear up my reaction to things because I want to represent you well in every scenario. And so as as I know Tahiri mentioned this already in, in her takeaway, but when we're angry, when we're hurt, when we're otherwise distressed, speak to God first. Run to the Lord. Run to the Lord first. Amen. Uh, Pastor Selena in the chat on Facebook says, monitor the use of our tongue, honor God in what we speak. Amen. And this, it's a monitoring. Yes, that's a good word. Good word to use. Monitor that you're, you're on the lookout. You're, you're making sure that you are speaking what is right, what is pure, what is true, what is holy. Focus your words and your thoughts on things that please God and honor God. Because remember, there are blessings there. There are blessings when we continue to choose the righteous path um, in every way, shape, or form. Amen? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, once more, I just thank you, Father, for this opportunity. I thank you for these reminders. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the conviction that you brought across all of us, Lord. I know this is something we can all work on, Father God, um, you know, whether it's, you know, behind the, the four walls of, of our homes, Lord, or in the street or at work or through with our neighbors, wherever, wherever we are, Lord, may our speech be that we would hold our speech to a higher standard, that we will hold it to your standard, God, that we would react the way you want us to react, that we would run to you in all circumstances, that we allow you to calm us down, that we allow you to give us the instruction, that we allow you to keep us from um, 
from all you know feeling burdened by the way other people react to us or feeling offended god lord that we would surrender that all to you and know that you will defend us and you will help us now we pray for those who offend us father god because that is what you want for your people lord that we all would grow and that we would be peacemakers god and that we would seek peace and pursue it and so lord help us guide us strengthen us god and we will make the decision today right now that we will monitor our tongue. We will tame it, Lord, so that we can please you and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Couple of announcements. Amen. And then if you have any specific prayer requests, put it into the chat now. So by the time I get to the prayer time, we can we can get there. Amen. Because it is a little bit delayed between when I see your comments and um, and when I'm speaking. So yes, one more time in the chat, be ambitious for the higher gifts. If I speak without love, I am a clanging symbol. And yes, Lord, let my words represent your love. That's right. That's right. If we are not operating in love, then what's a clanging symbol, right? That's a noisy symbol. We're just making noise. We are not making the sound that God wants us to make. Amen. All right, so if you are officially registered for the Soul of Worship online Bible studies, then uh, check your email yesterday. I sent out the PDF download to so the full presentation. You're able to access that, you know, review it, take notes if you miss something, share it with others. You, if you lead Bible studies with other groups, feel free to use it. It is a resource that I put together so that others can also use it. So please feel free to use it. If you're not registered and you want to get the emails, get the Zoom discussion link for when we go through on Monday nights, you can register at soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. If you want not only this PDF download, but previous weeks, because we are in week seven, you can uh, make a login into our online learning portal, which is called the workshop. You can find that at www.soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. And not only would you find all of these PDFs and um, for the Psalm study, I have all the videos loaded as well, but you can also look back at all the other Bible studies that we've had since 2020. They're all loaded in there. So it's a ton of resources that, again, you can use for personal time or even sharing it with others at your church or, you know, small groups, whatever the case may be. Um, and then every Wednesday at 12 o'clock, you know, we have lunchtime live weekly recap if you missed the Monday night discussion or if this just works better for you. And so, um, again, if you want to watch the recap, you can go into Facebook or Instagram live or you can, um, again, go into the workshop because it's all in there too. And then next Next week, uh, I had mentioned back to the regular schedule since on Monday, I had thought I was going to be going live a little bit earlier today, but uh, I was able to do it at 12. So here we, here we are. If you don't already connect with the Soul of Worship Ministry, I encourage you to do so. Hit that like button, subscribe, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts. I also load the audio of these recordings to the Apple Podcasts. And so if you just want to listen on your drive to work, um, you can do that too. I already mentioned the workshop, create a login, YouTube, as well at Soul of Worship Ministry. And if you would like to support the ministry, you can sew into Soul of Worship at soulofworship.com forward slash partner. Or if you want to support the ministry, Ministry shop. You can get yourself a t-shirt that says make a sound. Um, soulofworship.com forward slash shop. I mentioned at the beginning that back in 2020, I actually did an, a four-week study um, called The Power of the Tongue. Maybe some of you were around then and you did that with me, but if you weren't and if you want to dive deeper into this topic, I do have that four-week Bible study available in the workshop. It's four PDFs. Um, and so Get in, log into the workshop, look for Power of the Tongue. It is in there and it is yours for download. Um, those who have parents or children in their life or Sunday school teachers, uh, I still have the winter mini unit available, which is uh, for our praise kids raising up worship warriors. These are activity pages and uh, little you know, key verses for how to worship the Lord through this winter season. And so I encourage you to go to soulofworship.com forward slash shop and get that download. You can print these off at home. Um, you have a, if you have a good printer, you know, these could really be really high quality prints. Um, and uh, we even print them out and kind of put the key verses out on display. And so it's not only a reminder for us um, and for our kids, but it's a reminder for us too, as we can continue to train our kids up um, to, you know, if they're going to color pages anyway, you might as well give them something that's godly. <laughs> and fill their minds and your environment in your house with worship. 
Speaking of worship, if you want to learn more about the power of worship, um, I did write a book called Worship, Are You Making a Sound? It is a 12-week Bible study journey. And so if you would like to uh, take this 12-week journey, it's, you know, you write right in the book, different questions and Bible study, 12 different topics on worship. Um, you can find the book at soulofworship.com forward slash book. Um, Worship, Are You Making a Sound? Sarah Marie Popolo. Or you can find it on Amazon as well, um, or Barnes and Noble, or wherever books are sold. I know most people order stuff on Amazon, but it is available there if you want to grab it, or directly from my website. If you go order directly from my website, then I sign it and send it to you. Uh, and then I also created video lessons that go along with each chapter. And so if you want to take advantage of the online course, uh, you could go to soulofworship.com forward slash course. Um, and again, you'll have a video lesson that goes along with each chapter and you still get the book because I still mail it out to you. Um, and so again, that's available all on my website and I would encourage you to take advantage of it, put a lot of work and effort into it and all for the glory of God, want people to take advantage of it. All right. Those are all my announcements. <laughs> and if, um, <laughs> yes in the chat praying that very soon this book will be translated in spanish you know what that is a very good prayer help me to to do to pray for that that would be um it is on my list it is definitely on the list of things to do praise the lord um okay how can we pray for you does anyone have any specific prayer request to share um to lift up to the lord today and if you're just joining now, you're going to have to watch the recap because we already went through the whole study. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, I just want to pray for all those who are sick right now. Um, I know there's quite a few. Um, and so why don't we do that? Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your presence once more, Lord, thanking you and giving you glory and honor. Lord, we thank you, Father God, because we can come in the name of Jesus um, and ask for anything in that name. And your word says that it will be done and that we can, if two on earth agree about anything, that the Father in heaven hears us. And so, Lord, we know that you hear us and we know that you hear the righteous cry out and we are righteous through the blood of Jesus. And so we ask, Lord, for you to re release your healing power over all of those who are sick in this season, Father God. Lord, we pray against right now every RSV, every flu, every COVID infection, Father God, everything that people may be uh, fighting right now, Father God. Lord, we pray for your healing power to touch their bodies. Lord, for you to restore health in every single area. Lord, that you would allow them all to recover quickly, Father God, and that they would feel your presence in their lives that they would feel your healing touch right now in this moment. Lord, any congestion, especially for the little babies, Lord, we pray that you would relieve congestion, that you would breathe fresh breath into their lungs, God, and that you would restore good health into every single person, Father God. Not only for RSV flu and COVID that's high right now, Father, but we pray for all those who may be, you know, suffering from, from cancer diagnoses or diabetes or, you know, kidney function. Lord, we pray for your healing touch over every single one father god lord for your will to be done in their lives father lord your word says that through your stripes jesus we are made well and so lord we believe that these that this um every single disease has been already conquered in the name of jesus by the stripes that you endured on the on the cross lord and so we we thank you in advance for the healing that will come into every single one of us that may be struggling with that right now, Father God. And Lord, we believe in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we continue to lift up all those who are grieving. Um, as we said, those who are sick or lonely or struggling in any way, we pray for your comfort. We pray for your presence, God. We pray that you would send ministering angels to each and every one, Father God, Lord, and that you would be with all those who need you so desperately in this hour, Father. Lord, we pray that they would feel your love and feel your comfort, feel your peace, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Yes, Lord, we continue also to pray for the homeless, Father God. Lord, we pray that you would provide, Lord, in, in, um, in miraculous ways for those who, who are homeless, that you would give them opportunities to find a, find shelter, Father God, for find work, find whatever it is that they need, healing as well in their bodies, Lord, resources that they need. And we also pray that you would continue to use the church and to use our community, Father God, to, to outreach to these areas, Father God, so that you can't so that we can be your hands and feet and to reach those who need you the most father god lord we pray for provision to be able to reach the homeless to reach those who need right now need food or 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 shelter father god lord allow us to be your hands and feet and provide to these less fortunate father god right now in the name of jesus Yes, Lord, we also come in agreement with with Patora Selena. Lord, pray for marriages. Pray for our children to be covered with the banner of God's love and protection. Yes, Lord, your word says that that um that no man shall separate what what you have joined together. And so, Father God, Lord, we pray for restoration of all marriages. We pray even for those that are strong that you would continue to keep. Um, keep them strong and that you would continue to be at the center of all marriages father god lord we pray for restoration we pray for forgiveness lord we pray for uh, for love for just beautiful love that comes only from you to be deposited into these marriages that need a renewal of love father god and lord that there be love that just surpasses all understanding a peace that surpasses all understanding and lord that you would allow marriages to to continue to come together to forgive each other for for things that may have been said or done and that marriages can prevail and be strong because it's your design family is your design god and you desire for us to be in, in in family structure surrounded by love and comfort and peace and so lord i pray for that and we come against every spirit of division we come against every spirit of divorce in the name of jesus and we pray for unity to prevail unity to prevail right now in the name of jesus and we pray blessings over our children we pray lord i identity over our children we pray that they would know who they are and that they are fearfully and wonderfully made by you and crafted by you in their mother's wombs father god and that they would know who they are that we would teach them who they are we would teach them how to be well equipped to fight every single battle that the enemy may try to throw against them and that they will be covered by your love covered by your protection covered by your by your peace and your hands god by the blood let of Jesus, Lord, cover our children and protect them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Lord, we're praying for Damar Hamlin, Father God. Lord, this young man who, who suddenly just collapsed on the field um, on the football game on Monday night, Father God. Lord, we, we pray for your mercy right now, Father God. We pray for you to have mercy over this young man, Father God. Lord, we pray for function to return to his, to his lungs, for functionality to return to his brain, for functionality to return to all of his organs, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would restore in the name of Jesus Christ every single bodily function and that he would testify that it was the prayers of the righteous that it was the prayers of the faithful that kept him alive father God that he is having an encounter with you right now as he may be unconscious in the flesh but Lord I pray that he is alive in the spirit and that you are speaking to him and ministering to him father God send your angels to comfort his mother and his family God and we're praying for a miracle because God what a testimony it would be to your greatness and to your power God because there have even been people praying on ESPN TV God and so Lord we saw men bow down in prayer to you on a field and so Lord we pray that your power and that you would get the glory out of all of this God that you would get the glory for restoring this young man to full health God in Jesus mighty name Lord we pray amen Yes. Prayers for peace. Yes, Lord, we continue to pray for your shalom peace over our relationships, over our families, over our community, over our country, over our world. Lord, Lord, shalom peace, dominion over all chaos, Father God. That is what your shalom peace gives us. And so, Lord, you say, yes, we're going to have trouble in this world, but you give us peace and not like the world gives. And so we do not have to be distressed. We will not be troubled because you have given us the gift of peace. Oh, Prince of Peace, prevail in our lives and in our world in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen. 
Yes, 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 yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, this truly has revealed the power of unified prayer across this country. It certainly has. And so, Lord, we just pray that you will get the glory. Father God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I think I got everybody's prayer request there. Thank you for continuing to put it in the chat so we can just flow from one request to the other. Um, but again, if you're going to, if you're watching this on a replay, feel free to still leave a, a comment. Feel free to still leave a prayer request. Send me an email, send me a message. Um, even when I load this into the workshop, you're able to comment in the workshop. And so please feel free to continue to engage. It is, um, it is, uh, you know, it is a beautiful thing. So <laughs> to continue to engage. Yes. At the end of the day. Yes. At the end of the day, we give God all glory. Um, you know, and I just also want to lift up, um, I want to, yes, at the end of the day, everyone knows that prayer works. Amen, amen, amen. And you know what? I just want to continue to lift up um, my family, my, you know, my um, Pons family and extended family as well. Um, and I pray for my cousin Debbie. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just continue to bring strength, that you would continue to bring peace, that you would continue to bring comfort, and that you would surround them all today and every day with your peace that surpasses all understanding. And Lord, let your angels be evident and surrounding. Let your presence be evident, Father God, and continue to minister to Debbie and strengthen her and my dad and all family members right now in the mighty, 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 mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. I love you all and I bless you in the name of Jesus. And if you need anything, you know where to find me. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Amen. All right. Bye, guys. God bless you. Love you all. Bye-bye. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. As a reminder, this Bible study is available as a PDF download on my online learning portal called The Workshop. To download this study with all of the notes and scripture references, please go to www.soulofworship.com forward slash workshop and join our community. The link is also in the show notes. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.